Football season is finally here, and it's time to put your fantasy knowledge to the test to win your share of hundred grand in DraftKings' free Week 1 contest. That's right. DraftKings is hosting a free contest this weekend with $100,000 in total prizes up for grabs. DraftKings.com is the destination for one-week fantasy football. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want with the players you want. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. Renew old rivalries to, with friends to prove you're the superior GM, or try 50-50 contests where the top half of all entries win cash. DraftKings even has contests exclusively for beginners. There's something for everyone at DraftKings. So hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use code FTW and play for free in this weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. This contest is 100% free, so there's no reason not to play. Again, that's code FTW to play free for your share of hundred grand this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Use the code FTW. Play for free. Win some money. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. Let's do it. Everyone, this is Nate Scott, and this is the For the Win Podcast, your home to everything that's buzzing in the world of sports. My guest today is my colleague, Chris Corman. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, good. Good. How are you? We are uh, live simulcasting this on Facebook Live. Uh, so Very if, exciting. If, you're, if we sound prettier this week and a little more polished and better lit, that's why. Um, Corman, man, wanted to talk to you today about a topic near and dear to your heart. The Penn, it's not the Penn State University. Uh, <laughs> Penn State, back in the news again this week. Uh, you wrote about it. Uh, the The school decided to honor the f- what fiftieth anniversary fiftieth anniversary of Joe Paterno becoming head coach. Joe Paterno becoming head coach. Uh, they sort of snuck it into a press release that they were going to be doing this. Uh, the Penn State student paper, I think pretty early caught wind of it before anyone else wrote an editorial basically saying enough you know this man has nothing to do with the students here anymore uh we're done with it then the 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 thing just got going um you wrote about it honoring joe paterno at a football game is the wrong thing to do that was up on for the win why i wanted to have you on this week i'm i'm legitimately you know i think now in 2016 internet world which you and i love to talk about there is, you pick a side and you go, and your side is the side. And I think you and I are both pretty much in agreement that we're sort of flabbergasted that, that Penn State members of the community are still interested in honoring this man whose legacy is, is so tarnished, is such in question. Um, I'm curious, though, you know, it's not so simple that everyone who lives in on this in and around this campus is is an idiot that's not possible <laughs> you know like or is a, a a cult member who's a you know like right. something's going on here that that is difficult for us to understand and and I wanted to get to the bottom of it basically why does Penn State still feel the need to honor Joe Paterno man <laughs> sorry well, you know, as I wrote, I, I think that when you're talking about Penn State, yes. you're talking about the the institution, the the multi billion dollar university mm-hmm. that, in many ways, uh, over the last two to three decades uh, before this scandal hit, 
built itself around Joe Paterno. Yes. Um, you know, and certainly as far as the money making part of it goes. Uh, and, and what I mean is from donations, uh, you know, big time boosters. Um, Joe Paterno was the face of a lot of that. You know, he was, Joe Paterno was uh, as good at a cocktail party as he was at ever calling plays. Yep. Uh, you know, he really could just talk to people. He was a charming guy. He could talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he uh, really drove so much of that for the university. And a lot of the and, richest people in Pennsylvania have a connection with Joe Paterno. And also managed to, in a way that I don't think anyone's done since perhaps uh, – Coach Wooden, uh, whose name first name I'm forgetting right now. What, what's his John. name? John. John Wooden. Forgive me. I wanted to call him Joe Wooden because of <laughs> Joe Paterno. Um, been able to walk the line between a making a massive, financially powerful institution like Penn State seem like a tiny college that you know any kid could go up and talk to to Joe Pa and right. and, and walk that line sort of brilliantly in a way that's not easy. You know. Nick Saban is a, is a CEO, basically, you right, know, and, right. and and I guess you could argue Les Miles does a decent job at it now at, at sort of creating this, this uh, you know, but no one's done it like Joe Pa. Right. Um, so I guess there is sort of, in, and in a way, Penn State built its identity around this. Yeah. I mean, for so many kids going to Penn State, like they think of the Penn State spirit, what it means to be a Penn State, or in some ways what it means to be a Pennsylvanian, I yeah. mean, uh, is, is tied in with sort of Joe Paterno's talk about humility and his grand experiment where you were going to be uh, both a great athlete and a great student. Um, you know, so much of, of uh, the university's identity was wrapped up in Joe Paterno. So that is just hard to extricate. You, yes. know, you cannot because the people who have the most money and are now ready to part with their money are 60, 70, 80 years old and actually came up in the heyday of Joe Paterno, yes. of Joe Paterno's uh, era in, in a lot of ways, so he resonates with them uh, in a in a really significant way. And so I, I think that if you are looking, why is Penn State University doing this, doing this controversial thing? I mean, they obviously knew they had to hit it. They buried it in a in a press release. Um, so they're you know it's clear that they're trying not to blow it out. Uh, but I think that the 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 reason they need to do it is that they have enough people with enough money and enough influence. Uh, that they just sort of need to keep nodding at Paterno. Uh, you know, and Paterno has not been really erased from a lot of things. Obviously, they took down the statue, which everyone talks about, but they still show videos of him during games. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's still all around campus. Uh, the library is still named after him, yeah. uh, which, you know, he he donated a lot of money for that. But uh, th- So he's never really been erased, but they've just, they've also never done anything this outright. Um, and I think that from the university standpoint, it's just a matter of, Okay, we, we sort of have to do this uh, politically and for our donor base. Um, but then when you look at your, you know, I think what everyone is talking about is Penn State as a community. You're talking about yeah. the, the larger Penn State world. Uh, and there are, you know, I don't know what the ratio is. We all, so my friends that went there and, and people I know who follow the school uh, all talk about this. I don't know how many paternal supporters there are or how many are just sort of ready to move on. Um, but I know that the Paterno supporters are much louder, much yes. more vehement. They think that he was really wronged uh, and that they need to right that wrong. Whereas those of us who see it as a little bit more gray, you know, I don't know that Joe Paterno, uh, you know, purposely covered this up, which is what the the free reports seem to 
seem to indicate. And, you know, those the people who love Paternal hate the free report and think it's just a totally flawed document. Yeah. Uh, but it, And it certainly has its flaws. But uh, This is, if, if you don't know, a, a document that had uh, released testimony from some players who settled with the school. No, but, no, this no. was, so the free, the free report was like the original one that got the it, school got it, got had it, got done, a, you know, basically in the immediate wake after the Yes, Sandusky. yes, yes, forgive me. Uh, things came forward, and you know, by by Louis Free, who you know is uh, you know a a renowned investigator, uh, but it you know was sort of seen uh, now as as a flawed document in a lot of ways. Makes maybe connections that that it shouldn't make, but uh, you know, and and that really has become sort of the crux of of the argument for the pro paternal people is that uh, this thing was just put together by the school to try to put the blame on. Uh, you know, on the uh, administrators who's been ousted and sort of be able to move on quickly. Yes. That was the best way to do it. Um, and uh, there are a lot of, you know, I think there are some holes in it. Um, and, that, and that's part of the problem is that it, you know, we're just never going to know. Exactly. We're, we're there, there will never be a know. perfect right. document. Um, what's so interesting to me, and this I got from reading the the Daily Collegian, which is the the editorial that the school paper wrote, Um the tone it takes is so interesting to me. First, because as the as they write on this, you know, like Paterno was gone by the time the students here. We we don't know Penn State under this isn't our Penn State anymore. You know, right. we're making a new one. We're kind of crafting our new identity. At the same time, and and granted, these are young these are young writers. You know, perhaps not quite ready to you know, make the, 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 the heavy arguments, but at the same time, you get the sense that they're still there. They're still on that campus. They're still in that community, and they, they have to, you know... Um, right, they, they can't come out and they say, can't come this out. is crazy. You know, <laughs> and, the, and, and the, the, the half measures this takes and saying, well, you know, we don't really know anything, but he's not longer any anywhere here and, and we're not saying he he did anything we don't even know if he did anything but right. you know because it's clear that you know reading this sort of as an editor i'm thinking like gosh just come out and say you know you don't have to do this just <laughs> just say you know like th- this isn't a man who you know probably deserves to be celebrated and that's okay you can you can build an institution around ideals that someone represents and if he wasn't a perfect man because guess what none of us are perfect men right that's okay you can still try and keep those ideals going without this icon without this saint which is what he is and you know or was for the Penn State community he was a saint and then right. if you take that away I mean literally they, there's a picture of him with a halo on it yes uh, <laughs> you know, I mean which they remove the halo then they put the halo back I mean you know it's it's it's, it's Icon, you know, it's creating an icon to right. represent a set of ideals, and when that icon's taken away, the fear is, and I can see this with the older, you know, donors who might be terrified of this, is that the ideals will go away right. once the icon's taken away. If the icon's taken away, then our, what is our school based off of? Right. What what are our and, values anymore? Right, they, which they is, don't it, exist. Which is crazy, it right? Is crazy. Like this is absolutely like uh, Pennsylvania State University is the land grant. University of Pennsylvania. It's yes. been around for a long time. Uh, the football program was good when Joe Paterno was there, it, when he was an assistant. Rip Engel was a good football coach. It, it got better uh, under him. It won national titles uh, in large part because there was a lot of good football players in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and, and he was able to recruit them. Uh, you know, now a lot of the talent is down south, and teams from the south win more often. 
Um, but to, but to really think that Joe Paterno, uh, you know, he certainly had a big part in in building Penn State. But to think that Penn State was somehow going to be, uh, you know, and, some other state school that that wouldn't be renowned is just crazy. I and, mean, it was <laughs> it and, was always destined to be the biggest university in Pennsylvania. And the thing is, even if they didn't have a football program, that would be an amazing institution <laughs> that's done a lot of good stuff. You know, right? Um, and maybe it wouldn't have the. I mean, you know, this is like this is funny. We're sport. You know, we write about sports and like we. You talk about LSU or you talk about Alabama and, uh, and you know, so much of the attention comes through football. Uh, it's, it's hard. It's, at this point, it's impossible to pull those things apart. It's impossible to, like, think of Alabama without football. Yes. But, but th- these schools are not, you know, like, Joe, I, I always talk to people like, oh, well, Joe is such a big influence on my, my college career. Really? How many yeah. classes did you have with him? Yeah, yeah, How many yeah. times did you talk to him? Was he your advisor? I mean, yeah. you know, and, and he's dealing with 25 new recruits a year. A college professor has, and especially at a big school like Penn State, they might have 100 kids in the, yep. in five in three lecture classes each semester. Uh, you know, I mean, Penn State, Joe Paterno was a face for Penn State. Yeah. But Penn State is actually... <laughs> and for, I mean, how much was he coaching in the last decade of his career there? Well, you know? right. And you mentioned before that that uh, the idea of the CEO, you know, uh, Saban and those guys. I mean, Joe Paterno also simultaneously created that world. He helped create yes. the CEO as football coach. You know, he helped grow football programs to, uh, you know, to, to make these huge amounts of money and employ the number of people that they employ. Uh, to where, you know, he was not, you know, you talk to former players and certainly they, you know, they, uh, it's hard for me because by the time I got there, I got there in 2000. And by yep. that time, Paterno was sort of unassailable. You know, he yeah. was the guy and you had to love him, you know, but, but the people who played for him, you just didn't get to, you know, they didn't get to know him that well. Yeah. Uh, maybe if they made it to their senior year and they were going to be all big 10, they might have a little bit more of a relationship with him. But for the most part, he was working through his assistant coaches and he was dealing with donors, uh, you know, and he was being pulled in all these different directions where a lot of the things he talked about as a younger coach, you know, fostering this, we're going to have a football team where you can talk about politics and talk about uh, running plays. Uh, You know, he was so far removed from that, that the players just weren't getting that from him anymore. Um, So, you know, I think by that point, it was just, and the media really, I mean, one of the things Joe Paterno did better than any coach before him was cultivate the media. He used yes. to get on a bus, drive, you know, load the bus with booze, drive around Pennsylvania and meet all the, all the reporters at small newspapers, tell them about his grand experiment and they would write it. And, yep. and it just became sort of gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, it, you know, that goes so far in explaining why. Uh, the people were so bought in and even play, you know, players basically had to be bought in when they got there. Um, you know, they, there was no wiggle room for them to really try to yeah. evaluate him. Yeah. Um, before we go on, I, I do want to ask about sort of where Penn State moves from here. Before we do that, uh, wanted to tell you all about Quicken Loans. Uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports the For the Win podcast. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online, Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all this on your phone or tablet. 
It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com FTW. Again, quickenloans.com FTW, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Okay, so you see this, you're starting to see this trend now where uh, the students at Penn State are eager to move on with this. This isn't right. the Penn State they agreed to go to. Um, we're seeing with the old donors uh, a reluctance to let go of this icon. I think one of three things can happen here. Um, one is uh, Penn State brings in a bold new leader who basically says, we're done. We're done with this. We are going to move on as an institution without Joe Pa and, and without this, this cloud hanging over us. And, we're going to, and it's going to hurt for five years maybe, right. but we're just going to do it and we're just going to rip the Band-Aid off and that's it. The set, second thing that the school can do is continue to sort of bide their time, keep honoring Joe Pa in quiet ways around the community and on campus and hope that you know, the, the, we get tired, you know, that the, the morally outraged uh, <laughs> national media gets bored of this and moves on. Uh, and that eventually Joe Paterno is forgotten. And it's just something that naturally dies out. And then it's, he'll just become a, a weird footnote in history. The third thing is, which is what I think a lot of Penn State folks will want to happen, is they keep doing this sort of piecemeal thing. Eventually the national media gets bored and Joe Paterno returns to his rightful place as the savior of Penn State, and this will be forgotten as another little hitch on a, you know, a small section of a Wikipedia page that no one ever remembers to read. What do you think will happen? Oh, man. I, I think to some degree three, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that it will be impossible for uh, the school to totally break um, from Paterno, you know, and I think for me, it's it, it it's way too early to honor Joe Paterno at a football game. You know, certainly we just we know, I mean, we know that he, you know, he testified that Mike McCrary came to him and said something bad was happening in a shower, and then he told his bosses, and uh, from there, nothing happened. So, nothing so we yeah. know that part, um, and and there's still a lot of gray. Um, but I, I just think for the thing with Joe Paterno is that he himself would hate this. Yeah. I mean, Joe Paterno did not, I mean, you know, people would ask him all the time, how do you want to be remembered? And he'd say, well, I don't want to be remembered as a football coach. I want to be remembered as a guy who helped my players become better men and, and sent them off to be lawyers and doctors and politicians and writers. Um, you, you know, he really, uh, at least outwardly what he said and what he wrote, you know, he left a, uh, there are n- numerous books about him and, and, hundreds upon hundreds of millions of words written about him in newspapers across the, the state and country. Uh, you know, he always said that he didn't want to be remembered for football. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just wonder why that t- turn can't be made. Like, why can't uh, people start to look at look at him as, you know, certainly a very flawed person, but, but a person who wrote repeatedly about if you make a mistake, own up to it. Uh, you know, yeah. and if, if <laughs> you know, and... Uh, famously said, you know, the, the measure of a man is, is doing what's doing what's hard, you know, if you know what's right. Um, yeah. And 
Uh, I'm just not sure why that turn can't be made. I'm not sure. It just feels like honoring him at a football game, uh, which uh, clearly football became too big of a deal at Penn State. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was it was too over-encompassing of, of what was going on at the university. Um, uh, I'm just not sure why you would do it there. I think having a plaque at the, the at the you know, if, if Joe wants to be remembered for having players who went on to do great things away from the field, honor those players somewhere yeah. uh, and, and honor him. You know, probably that library that he helped donate. Um, you know, so I, I just think that the, the football thing, it's so funny. Penn State fans just sort of hear this critique like, okay, you guys cared way too much about football. The school cared cared too much. And they're like, well, we're going to double down on it. Which, yeah. And we still care about football more than anything. And we're going to honor Joe the way we want to honor him. We're going to demand the statue back. And I just don't think that's what Joe Paterno would want. I don't think that's yeah. what he would want for Penn State. So uh, I think the faction that, that is, is leaning toward your number three scenario is so uh, emboldened. You know, they're just that they really care about it. That's the one thing is that those of us who want to move on from Joe Paterno, we don't care that much about it. You know, it's yeah. just like, well clearly this this horrible thing happened let's try to find a new way you know and then you can sort of go on with your day but these people it's it's a quest in a lot of ways i mean so many of them have spent inordinate amounts of time researching this and following the writings of of a few select people who who are really leading the charge um you know it's so it's this this whole uh, conspiracy world over there and that's that's what's been so interesting to me is how this story is morphing into how everything happens now with media is if you want to find something that you believe there will be things to read that support (laughs) it. Um, you know, the sort of wildest thing I read this week, um, was written on onwardstate.com, uh, why honoring Paterno still matters by, by Kevin Horn. And he basically, you know, wrote a extremely, um, articulate uh, opinion on why Joe Paterno still needs to be honored at the school. And, you know, if you follow the logic and if as a member of that community and someone who believes that Joe Paterno did nothing wrong, and I I can tell you, I promise you, he's read the free report closer than, you know, perhaps free did, you know, um, (laughs) the guys who wrote it, um, you know, this is an argument that can be made that if you believe Joe Paterno, it's all right here for you. If if you sort of follow it as sort of a, a disinterested reader, trying to follow the logic sort of insane. Right. <laughs> uh, there's a King Arthur <laughs> analogy in there about I, I don't really know what. And it, it sort of ends with this thing about how they need to honor Paterno because, and I quote, virtue is doing the right thing when you know it will be hard. Which for me, following this story, it would seem that's exactly what Joe Paterno didn't do in this instance. But um, it just shows that, you know, this isn't one of those things where, you know, you or another Penn State grad who's had enough of this or a member of the community who's embarrassed. You know, there was a student this week who basically said, I'm going to, if we honor Joe Paterno, I'm, I'm going to transfer. This is ridiculous. Right, right. I don't want to be a part of, a, of an institution that that can't get its own head out of its keister and on an, on an issue like that. And yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> keep it here. Keep it PG here at for the wind. Um, and you know, they're not going to read that and change their mind because there's always going to be someone who can, who can formulate an argument that somehow makes it heroic to honor Joe Paterno at a football game. Um, because 
we're different here at Penn State, and we know the truth. Right. And, you know, we're the only sane men in an insane world, and, and right. we will continue to, to do what we believe. And in that way, it almost looks like there's some sort of nobility in it. And for me, as someone who doesn't care about Penn State one way or the other and has no real interest in this other than just following the facts of the case or the facts as they've been presented to me as much as I could read, it just seems like, you know, at the very best, this was negligence. And at the very worst, this was criminal. Right. And just just move on, right. you know? Right. And that's the crazy thing, too, is that Penn State, uh, until 2011, the fans were as pious as any fans in college football and as ready to point fingers and say, you know, well, yeah, uh, Bobby Bowden might have close to as many wins as Joe Paterno, but he didn't do it the right way. Look at yep. a couple of players got arrested and, uh, you know, he's had these mini scandals go on in his career. Uh, whereas, you know, fans living in Tallahassee or fans in the university can say like, well, yeah, but this but this happened, this happened, this happened. You, you know, they they are, they were close to the situations and they saw it with a whole lot more nuance. Yep. Uh, but Penn State fans just stood back and said, you know, from the top of Mount Nittany, well, uh, no, we're, you know, look how clean we are. We don't, we do everything absolutely by the book. Everything is fine here. Uh, so we demand that of, of the rest of you. Uh, and, and now that that has flipped, they are, you know, the biggest just digging into the nuance. Yep. Well, it just could, it's not possible that this could happen. This uh, and And also, you know, all those FSU fans then said, oh, now it's our chance. We've right. been hearing it from the Penn Staters right, for 20 right. years, and now it's our chance to do it. And thus, Penn State fans, or th- those who still believe in Paterno, they hear any critique, and it's, right. oh, you must root for this. You just want to bring us down, which is funny because I've had people say that to me on social media. Like, I grew up in Maine. We don't, <laughs> you know, the Maine college black bears, I did not grow up wishing ill upon the Penn State fans <laughs> who were talking trash about the University of Maine. God bless our football team. Um, do you have a football team? We do. We lost to UConn. It was <laughs> it wasn't very good. The um, hockey team's great though. Very though. good hockey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, for me, that's what's just so interesting about it. It's it's now this story has also morphed into. It's not just about truth. It's not. It's about people bringing us down and 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 the world out to get us and. Which is crazy because if you just looked at Penn State, like Penn State has this thing called THON where people dance for 48 hours in a row mm-hmm. and they make millions upon millions of dollars for childhood cancer. And then there's all sorts. I mean, Penn State's like an amazing university. Yeah. Nothing about Penn State has changed. And, I, you know, I would argue that nothing about Penn State was really about Joe Paterno in the first place. Like yep. he was better than a lot of college football coaches at saying like, hey, our university – is about the professors, uh, but ironically, no one seemed to listen to that. You know, yeah. he would he would stand up. I mean, you know, there are famous stories of him going to the faculty senate and saying like, "Hey, we really need to keep our standards high. We need to be about academics." Uh, but but you know, just the way that our world works, people kept talking about the football team, yep. football team, football team. Um, you know, I always I always use this anecdote. You you go to a Penn State game and there's this raucous, huge student section. Uh, and only, you know, half the students are there. You yeah. know, I mean, the the rest of them are at the library or working or, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not. Yeah, certainly football is a big part of the campus, but uh, it's it's a huge university that has a lot going on and it still has it going on. And I think that's what the collegian writers were trying to get at. Absolutely. The, the, you know, and if I were them, I would be upset, you know, right. I would be upset about it, too, I, as as much as. 
a kid who's at LSU and studying theater and, uh, you know, they, right. they don't care what Les Miles is doing. They just want to, you know, be a star of sound and stage. And that's cool. <laughs> Shout out all my LSU theater majors. Right. Um, what I will say is we've now talked about this for 30 minutes. Um, we could go another and, 30. And another 30. And I hope you've noticed we, we haven't nothing. <laughs> we haven't really even bothered to sort of delve into the quote unquote facts of this case because they, 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 we will never know. I, I don't think unless... Um, you know, a lot of court documents are somehow unsealed or Paterno comes from the grave and, and make it makes an admission about what he knew when. That would really be something. That would be something. Uh, I won't ru- rule it out. But um, I- I- until that happens, we will never know what Joe Paterno knew and when he knew it. And, um, you know, for those of us arguing against it, I don't think, you know, that that's why that, that Onward State article is so interesting to me. It's saying you don't know all the facts you don't you didn't read this section of the report and how it contradicted with this un, unsealed court document and i'm there saying that's it's not the point it, my right. whole point is just don't make icons out of men because men are men and you know every time we've tried to turn someone into a saint we we find out it things has gone, about it has them. gone poorly it yeah. has gone poorly because men are men and women are women and people screw up and when you try and make a saint out of someone odds are you're going to be disappointed. Right. And I don't know if Joe Paterno was an evil man or someone who saw the better side of someone he shouldn't have seen. I don't care. Um, he wasn't perfect, though. And to insist on maintaining a school's identity around a dead man who was imperfect just seems silly to me. Right. A dead man who was the football coach. He was a, foot- he was a freaking football coach. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. On that uh, cheerful end, <laughs> uh, we're going to sign off. This is the For the Win podcast. Everyone watching on Facebook Live, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I think we'll be back on Friday with another uh, podcast. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, uh, search USA Today Sports For the Win or USA Today For the Win or even just the For the Win podcast on iTunes. Um, We are on Stitcher. We are on Audio Boom. Subscribe. Shoot us questions. I'm on Twitter at Scott. Corman, you're on Twitter at Chris Corman? Yep. Jeez, good for you. Uh, that's a good one. Simple enough. Uh, otherwise, we, we do the podcast Tuesdays and Fridays. We're going to be trying to simulcast it when we can. And uh, everyone else, Corman, man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, yeah, dude. thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah.